Hello, everybody. Welcome into the 8 o'clock hour. And as promised, kicking off the show with us this morning. A cold morning, but he's hanging out outside, so the cold doesn't bother him that much. Louisiana Raging Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Been 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 hunting it all lately? Uh, quite a bit. Been running them, running them big old swamp rabbits down here. That's something new to a boy from Southern Illinois. So, uh, yeah, we've been out and get enjoy outside. Louisiana is a great spot for an outdoorsman. Yeah, so, I, I, I enjoy and take advantage of it. I um, I wish I could tell you I'm a uh, I'm I'm an outdoors outdoorsman that that hunts a lot. I'm not, but. If I ever needed some hunting tips, hearing you talk about it, uh, I could I could tell that the passion's there. So I'd probably go to you and ask <laughs> you a few questions. Yeah, uh, it's a good release uh, from your everyday stress and and work, no doubt. And uh, great area, great community, and and just a great place to be if if you love the outdoors. Well, I appreciate you taking the time this morning, Coach Glasgow. And you just used the word everyday and work, so. I got to ask you about your work and your softball team. Louisiana's raging Cajun season nine days away from first pitch every day. So how many everyday spots in your lineup are set right now? One through nine. Well, we've, we've had 14 scrimmages since the beginning of spring practice on January the 8th, I believe. Um, and I think that we, I think we really have got a lot better understanding of our pitching rotation now than we did going into January. I feel like the infield is is becoming very clear. You know, the the six kids that we need to play on that end, uh, I feel like we're understanding the catching. We got a lot more depth this year, which is really good and and needed. You know, especially in a COVID year depth more important and at, at a premium more than any other season in the history of college softball, I suppose. Um, so it's great to have a lot of depth, but with depth, you know, it becomes a little bit of cloudiness and confusion. And, and so it's been really good for it. We've had great weather. We've had day after day after day. We've scrimmaged almost to the point that we're almost bored of scrimmage right now. So we're going to, we're going to cut our scrimmage back. We're only going to have two more from now to the end of uh, to the beginning of the season, and to the end of spring practice. We'll have two more scrimmages, and then it, now it's time to really begin to key in and get ready for the Baylor's arms. You know, they've got a rise ball kid that's really good. They've got a drop ball kid that goes really hard. So we start narrowing in and getting ready for their pitchers. Start getting ready for. Uh, Missouri State's pitching staff, and then even as we get closer to next week, begin to think about what we need to start seeing in batting practice to help prepare for Oklahoma State and LSU. So now that we kind of know our rotation and know kind of how we we view the first few games and how we'll, we'll rotate the roster, then you know we we can really begin to focus on the actual games and how we're going to play them. Coach Jerry Glasgow, I guess. So you say rotation. Um, is it fair to say another w- phrase could be flexibility? Right. If you're the depth, as you say, let's say you're 13 or 14 deep or whatever that number might be. Sounds like you're planning to 
perhaps rotate some of that lineup the first week or two and then and then go from there? Yeah, I don't you know, I still don't know who my best nine players are or who the best nine play what what nine players make our team the best. I don't know that yet. I do feel like I know who the top thirteen or fourteen position players are. Gotcha. And I feel like I understand of of, you know, how many innings we need to give Summer Ellison this year, how many innings we need to give the remaining pitchers on the staff, you know, I think we want to get at least four or five pitchers, 20, 30 innings each. And then, you know, Summer Ellison, we want to worry about trying to keep her under, you know, probably 175 innings. I'd like to see her stay under that. Um, and then, you know, we'll we'll balance out the difference with whoever, you know, becomes our number two pitcher. Um I definitely want to play a rotation this year. I think we're going to see uh, Rawls catch a little bit less than what she has in the past two years, which is pretty well full-time. And I think we'll, we'll rotate Julie out in right field some. Uh, she's a tremendous outfielder. When she's out there, we just I feel like our arm and our outfield arms are, you know, elite uh, among the best in the country. So there's some advantages to having her out there. And then we've seen Bailey Curry and Melissa Mayu both doing a really good job behind the plate. Um, we, we're, you know, we're getting to the point where we are freshmen. We're going to look at it is the amount of playing time we're going to give them this year worth spending a year of eligibility. But, you know, or do we want to redshirt them? But, we, you know, it's, it's not time yet. We're right before the first game, we'll talk to those kids. We'll see what they want to do. They may want to be a part of this ball club. And if they want to be a part of this ball club and are willing to risk a year of eligibility on it, um, then we'll do that. And we'll leave it up to the player. If they want a red shirt, you know, that's fine. But the one thing I want, I want a commitment from them. If I'm going to red shirt them, <clears throat> I want a commitment they're going to come back here next year and be a part of our program. Um, because I think that's, that's, uh, otherwise, we, we're spending a lot of scholarship money. We need to get what we can out of them this year. So we got some decisions like that last second. The conversations that, you know, the the basic core lineup, Alyssa Dalton's had a great year. She had a great fall. She took it right off into spring and hit really well this spring. Elaine O'Neill's really a rock out there in, in center field. Uh, Jake Gutierrez has been really uh, solid in the infield and offensively. Um, Melissa Mayu is starting to come around and really hit the ball well. Kerry Boswell uh, had come slow start the first couple weeks of January and really came on and had a great offensive past couple of weeks. So, you know, we're, we're got to find a way to find, uh, we got to find a way to get Kerry some at bats and let her help this ball club win games. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see. Caitlin Alderink, we know she's healthy now. We had some question marks of how how much flexibility her knee was going to have and how much it would stand up to the daily practices. And she's passed everything in flying colors, so it looks like she's going to be a really um, uh, big benefit to her ball club again this spring like she was last year. And then, of course, you know, we added the two players from Georgia. Sierra Bryan has been really spectacular in practice and and – and um, Juice Mills, uh, Justice Mills, but we call her Juice. She's really got a good bat that's helped us. And and Kendall Talley's had a great January. So we we got some really good pieces to put all over the field. 
Jenna Keene, I believe, can if she can get hot and get off to a good offensive start, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her steal 50, 60 bases. And, you know, she's going to help us regardless. If, when she starts, she's going to help us. When she comes off the bench, she's going to help us because her running and her pinch running and, and defensive skills are elite. So, you know, I'm, I'm still hoping she'll be an everyday starter for us. If we can get her back going, she could be one of the most um, explosive speed kits in the country. I feel like her tools are that good. And she had a great fall, but she's and had a rough, just had a rough January. So we'll see what happens here this next eight days. And regardless with her speed, I see her playing a huge role for our ball club. Coach Jerry Glasgow, Rage Cajun softball coach, our guest here. I'm Scott Prather, ESPN 1420. Coach, a lot to unpack there. I want to um, circle back and, and, and give you a few more questions about some things that you covered there. Um, you said that the decision in terms of speaking to some of the players and the younger players, whether they want a red shirt or not, have have, have any of this, have is, are there any players that are already decided, like that you've already know you don't have to have that conversation with, they are red shirting this year? No, we've not made that decision on anyone at this okay. point. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. You know, one player we haven't talked about is Carly Heath, who's an outstanding uh hitter prospect i mean really showed elite skills and besides the fact she can pitch and you know she's dealing with covid right now so she's not been able to take part in our january practices so so just her alone has been a you know uh covid the covid situation and potential impact of covid has been big uh just by eliminating carly heath from our january practices so far and we hope she's back this week, but that's the only one that I'm kind of leaning towards. You know, that that's it just unless she just comes back in in a lot more softball ready shape than what I would expect after a, a three or four week layoff. Um, I think that it'll be a pretty easy decision on redshirting her. But I I think one thing about our program we're in really good shape, and I'd love to see us be able to redshirt three, four kids this year and and then add them back into the mix next year with four years of eligibility or three years of eligibility in his case. So we'll make that decision. But then the toughest part about it is we also feel like we have a team that could make a run at the World Series. And every little piece that you add to that puzzle is really important. And if some of these kids want to add, you know, if they want to be the little fish in the big pond, I'm going to be all about that. I'm going to let them do that. And and I think we've got some really unselfish players that just want to win. And so we'll let them make that decision. But as of today, we have not made a uh, ultimate definite decision on any player at all. We're, but that's the thing that we'll have to address, you know, in the next eight or nine days because, it's you know, February 12th is coming up quick. Coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN 1420, you mentioned – um, Jade Guitores, Alyssa Dalton, how great they've looked. Between those two, Coach, who do you see starting at shortstop, shortstop and who do you see starting at third base? Well, you know, I told them in the fall when we found out Dalton was coming back, actually back to, all the way back to last summer. You know, I, I recruited Gutierrez, who was a top Pac-12 shortstop, one of the top shortstops in the country without any doubt. And I've always said Dalton is one of the top two or three shortstops in the country. And 
So when I found out I had both of them here, I told him then. I said, you know, we're just we're gonna just we'll play one of you at short, play the other one at third, and we'll just rotate. And as long as you both do the job, and we don't see a a definite difference for our ball club, where we're better with one certain um, positioning than we are to the other, we'll just keep flipping every other game. And as of today, we scrimmaged all fall on an every other game basis. We scrimmaged all spring on an every other game basis. Most always, we put Dalton in the leadoff spot. We put Gatorres in the third in the three spot of the lineup, and they both hit. They've been leaders offensively. They've been leaders defensively. Um, they're both a little bit different in their playing style. Uh, Dalton is just so solid, like extremely solid, very fundamentally sound, makes every routine play. The Torres is more, she'll just make plays that make you go wow. But then the routine plays are a little more challenging for her. She'll tend to make a, a bobble on a routine ball or a routine throw that, that Alyssa just doesn't make. But it doesn't, you know, Alyssa doesn't make those mistakes. But, you know, we see the same thing when we're short and third. They they both have outstanding skill sets. The Torres wows you when she's at third base with the plays that she makes. Uh, Dalton wows you with her steady, consistent play. So I think as long as they're both, contributing well offensively and they're both doing the job defensively. We don't see a huge difference. We'll probably just keep rotating them. If at some point, you know, we decide this, that we're better with one at short and one at third. And definitely that at that point in the season, you know, I'll call them in. I'll tell them this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to do the rest of the year. I told them, and I, I think we'll come to that point with it before the 20th game of the year, 15, 20 games. I would think we'll start seeing we're, or have a feeling we're better with this situation. But as of right now, it hasn't mattered. And it just we're going to keep going that way as long as, as long as we don't see a difference. ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show, and that is... Rage Cajun head softball coach Jerry Glasgow this season. Only nine days away. I know the wait has been um, a, a long one, a novel one for obvious reasons. Uh, you mentioned Sierra Bryan briefly, the transfer outfielder from Georgia, first-team preseason All-American. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jerry, I think she was leading the SEC in home runs last year before the season got halted due to COVID. What, what Aside from, obviously, power and what she can do, hitting home runs, what's what's her other biggest strength in your mind from what you've seen? Well, you know, as we've watched her play this January, I think it shocks people like her biggest strength is always, and I knew this because I recruited her when she was, when she committed to Georgia, I, I was a scout that found her and, and, you know, brought her in and took her on visits. And at that point, she was just a seventh grade athlete, but she's fast, like, really fast and so like the first scrimmage she played in it at louisiana she jumped over the left field fence and and took away a home run from rain o'neill i mean her armpit was over the wall and and uh you know i said i've been here four years that's the best play i've seen in the outfield in four years and she made it the first so because her speed allows her to do things that she, she does things pretty easily because of her speed. And I think when fans see her, they're going to expect some great big home run hitting athlete. And when they see her, she's tiny. Like, she's just 
tiny, but she's very quick, very explosive, very intelligent player. Um, plays the game, really thinks through the game, especially on the offensive side. Um, so I think, you know, you're going to see great speed and athleticism from her, very much like Raina O'Neill. Um, a lot of similarities between her and Raina. Um, but fun player to play, and, and, you know, I would expect her to end up the year with 25 to 30 stolen bases, and 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 then hopefully we'll get in double-digit home runs again this year. It seems like, you know, her freshman years, I don't think she had any home runs at Georgia. She had four sophomore year, and then last year she just got red hot and had 11. And, you know, I don't know that she would have ended the season with 20, 22 home runs. She was definitely going to end the season with 14, 15 home runs because she just had such a great start. And so I would hope that we'll see that again this year. We'll see 10, 15 home runs out of her. She definitely has um, been exciting and fun to watch in practice on a daily basis and adds a little swagger to our team. And we've got a lot of swagger this year. We've got a lot of confidence. We've got players that, you know, they've been around a while. They know they're good, and she just adds to that. And so I think that will I think that will give us um, a little bit more consistent play having those type of kids once season starts. Coach Jerry Glasgow, our guest, ESPN 1420. So speed, or it, it sounds like as a roster, as a whole, Coach, you kind of got both of those. Does that provide that flexibility that, okay, it's game day, we can kind of go either way based on the opponent in regards to what we want to do with the lineup today? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing was missing last year was the speed of Kara Grimion and the speed of Keely Milligan. And and I felt like that there was some games where our offense, you know, the if the, if the hitters aren't hitting and you're not getting those doubles and home runs, it's really nice to have that speed in your lineup that you can create a run or two and, and give your team a chance to win. And and we weren't slow by any means last year. I mean, we stole a, a lot of bases and we, we used a hit and run. and We had some speed, but we've got really elite speed this year. The players are in good shape and, you know, just – this will be a, a, a team that when we want to put a really fast lineup on the field, we can be very, very fast. And I think that will that will win a game or two for us throughout the year just to speed alone. Coach Jerry Glasgow is our guest. A few more for you, Coach. We appreciate the time this morning. Um, you mentioned Summer Ellison. Obviously, everybody that follows the program knows what she can do, what she does do. Second team preseason All-American um, but you said number two pitcher. You use word like rotation, and when we figure out who the number two pitcher is, is there a leader in the clubhouse right now? Do you know who's going to be the number two at least for opening weekend? Yeah, I think I think I feel real confident. Kendra Lamb has actually been our number. She she's pitched the best this spring of anyone. I mean, summer summer we know what summer has been in the past, and I expect when opening day starts. Summer does what Summer does. She she always kicks it up another notch, um, and and really reaches a level that almost surprises you after you watch her in her daily practices. And Summer's not a she's just not a very good practice player. You know she's one of those kids that gets bored easily, loses focus sometimes. And I'm kind of calling her out right now because I, I just think she should be a little bit 
she could be a little bit more effective in her daily practices. She could work a little bit harder in her bullpens. She goes she goes through the motion sometimes and, and lets focus get away from her. And yet when season comes, you know, we've never had a pitcher. You just couldn't ask more out of Summer Ellison than we've got out of Summer Ellison when the season begins. So you have to accept, you know, each player as they are. And, and man, what a, what a blessing we have had to have Summer. But I want to see Summer step it up here. We got eight days, nine days left, you know, uh, she's she's a little bit sore probably right now. A little bit needs arms tired. I think for just a, doing a lot of work. You know she she had a big off season wedding and you know so when she come in in January she probably hadn't grown much over the break and but then because of that now we're we're getting a little bit of a tired arm so we're gonna let her rest a little bit here in the next few days but we need to see her step it up and and she knows that she will i think i have total confidence but then i think on the other hand we saw the opposite where kendra lamb went went on christmas break and and worked extremely hard uh, when she came back she was in a lot better shape than when she left in november and her her practices this spring have been really elite throwing the ball really hard uh, getting the ball up there in the mid-60s and sometimes even upper 60s. And every once in a while she'll have one inning where we get to her in a scrimmage, but her her results and her numbers, she's led our team in ERA this spring. She's led our team in, in batting average against her is the lowest on the team. She's cut her walks back. She still needs to cut her walks back a little bit more. You know, we want to see a little, a little bit more we want to see the 0-2 and 1-2 and counts happen uh, more often still. So there's things we're working on. She's developed her changeup. It's become very good. So her drop ball's become very good, and her rise ball's always been effective. So we're really proud of her, her fielding. She needs Summer Ellison is an excellent fielder. We'd like to see Kendra Lamb continue to work daily on her fielding and 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 become an even better uh, become a, a a much better fielder, but you know we're elated with where she's at, and I think everyone on our ball club has recognized that she definitely will be, you know, that player that we're looking for to take those innings that a number two pitcher needs to give us this year. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Jerry Glasgow, our guest. Jerry, um, are there any moments where Kendra Lamb, who's from Australia and associated coach Mike Roberts from New Zealand? Where they just start having a conversation and, and you're not really sure what like are you like wait wait can you slow down a little bit? You know, they're both fun people to be around. A bit. A bit. Uh, really got a great um, personality and keeps things really fun, exciting, and and Kendra is just a really good person. Like if you ever get a chance to talk to her, she's just one of the kindest, nicest people that I've been around in, in the time that I've coached college softball. So very intent, very team-focused, very much concerned about her team and teammates more so than herself. So, and very intelligent. You know, been a, been a great student for us in the classroom. Always has her stuff done. Always in great academic shape. So, yeah, two really good people. But as far as, you know, like, no, they're pretty, they're pretty, uh, pretty easy, actually easy to understand and, and, the communication is not not something that is an issue. Yeah, probably easier to understand than Stevie P. Sometimes, right? I mean, Steve starts talking and call Cat and Shaw's, and you're like, "Man, I, I Steve, what are you talking about?" 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely easier than Stevie's accent. <laughs> we have a little uh, Melissa Mayu from France. Uh, you know, we have a little communication gap there for once in a while. Uh, and again, we're talking about one of the hardest working athletes on our ball club, probably the hardest working player on our team when you talk about Melissa. But that's another player that, you know, she's, she had a home run last night. Uh, um, I think it was off Ellison. And she's really, you know, really got potential. She got here late. She got caught over in France and got back, I think, a week and a half late. <clears throat> Started practice a couple of weeks behind everybody else. But a player that when you watch practice, like she has elite talent and works so hard that everybody on our roster roots for her just because she works so hard. So that's a kid we're not talking about, but gets it. she can compete at short and third with Dalton and Torres. She can compete at catcher with, you know, um, Julie Rawls. She can compete at second base with Caitlin Aldrin. Or you can stick her first base and she can compete with Taylor Roman. At first base, so that's a pretty talented player. And even in the outfield, I think we could put Mayu in the outfield and be fine out there. So we're talking about an elitely skilled athlete that we got to figure out. You know, what do we want to do? How do we want to use her? And another kid that possibly even could come into the red shirt conversation in a few days. So we'll see see where we end up putting Melissa. But I can tell you this. That kid's going to play a huge role on our ball club with her two seasons of eligibility that she has left, whether it's this year or next or the next two. All right, Coach, we got 30 seconds left here, and I appreciate the time. My final question is, um, what is what is your biggest question for you about your team this year that you know I'm not going to have the answer until we start playing against someone other than one another, until it's no longer a scrimmage, but you know we're we're going at it with another team? Team scrimmage, uh, team chemistry is my question. I know we're good. I know we're talented. No doubt the most talented ball club we've had, you know, in the four years that I've been here, it's not even close. But my question is, can we develop that chemistry that allows us to come from behind and win games like we won against LSU in the regional in 2018, like we did against Florida and and you know, 2020, um, that it takes a special uh, dugout and takes a little bit of time to develop that kind of chemistry and that kind of fight and trust in each other and how quickly. I, I, I've never had a team that we didn't get it with, so I think we'll get it. I think the question is going to be how we get it. How quickly can we become one unit and put all this talent that we've accumulated you know, but play play together and fight together and, and you know, become a pack, so to speak, that takes on takes on the game for each other instead of for ourselves. And that's gonna be our challenge and that's gonna be the biggest question mark about the you can have a lot of talent and not be a very good ball club and so we gotta prove that on the field and you know, I know we got some kids that you know, the good thing like um Summer Ellison is a winner. She knows how to win. When she steps on that ball field first day, she's going to pitch the best she's pitched all spring based on her history because she pitches for her teammates and not for herself. Now, can the rest of our team, can our position players develop that same ability that Summer has in that regard? If we do that, we're going to, we'll be a really 
great team this spring, and and that's my hope, and that's my job is to get them to do that. So I, I, that's my concern. Rage Cajun Nets softball coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest coach. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate uh, the transparency and uh, just laying it out on all out on the table. Uh, I know you're enjoying a little bit of grandfather time this morning, so I'll let you get back to that. But thank you for taking time to preview the season and talk about your team with us this morning. Uh, no problem. I, I love talking about our team and our program and sharing it with the great fans of Louisiana softball. Our, our fans are amazing, and I feel like they deserve all the information that we can give them and all the input. And We want them to be a part and to feel a part of our program because they're so important to us in so many ways, um, such as recruiting and, and just you know creating the environment that makes the best players in college softball want to be here and be a part of so always glad to share and i'm always try to be you know try to be open and transparent because we don't have anything to hide we're working hard we want to be good and we hope it comes to fruition that way thank you jerry all the best thank you